Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Good Game. Nice try. I'm your host, Sonia Reed, and I am joined by my very quiet co-host, which I never think I never thought I would be able to say. My very silent co-host, Aaron Blair. What's what's happening? What what's well, going for, on? For the second time in my life, I lost my voice last <laughs> night. So I'm I now uh I'm I'm worried. I've got a humidifier on, I'm drinking tea, I'm trying not to speak. So we were kind of digging into potentially why you may have lost your voice. I think we I think we started putting the pieces together. Right. So I so last night I started losing my voice and I was like, man, because I maybe I, it may, I yeah, I have had a slight earache. I'm like, God, what is it? And I think just as we're recording, <laughs> as we started recording with you and Jen, I realized, oh wait, I've been screaming Mortal Kombat <laughs> on every single Zoom call. This oh, no. week. And that's not a joke. I'm on Zoom all day. So that's like nine Mortal Kombats a day. That's a lot. Because my, my bit is I'll go, all right, everyone, see you later. And then I'll go, Mortal Kombat. And then end the call. So it like ends halfway through Mortal Kombat because I've been sane. <laughs> and it was funny the first day. And now it's just annoying. But I keep digging in. So, uh, yeah, man. And also I've been burning a lot, a lot of scented candles in my apartment. So I think my throat is just like full of Mortal Kombat and paraffin wax. Oh my God. <laughs> a beautiful combo. Now yeah. I, I'm assuming the land candle. I'm assuming you've been burning the land candle constantly. Well, I uh, <laughs> yes. For this podcast, yeah. of course uh-huh. I've been burning it. And you too can get your land candle at podswag.com slash team Coco. There it is. But you know what? I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't been burning it because I want to save it. Oh. I, I, you know, I want to save it for, I want it to last a long time. So I, I've been burning it sparingly. It's very sweet. Maybe it would help. Do you think it would kind of counteract the the effects? I mean, I'm going to, I think the smell probably kills everything, including germs. <laughs> so maybe I should start inhaling it. But I, I it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. What did you do when you lost, you lost your voice early on when we were recording Good Game, Nice Try. And yeah. what, did, what did you do to fix it? Oh, gosh. Well, I think you're doing all the right things. Uh, I stopped screaming Mortal Kombat <laughs> at every <laughs> at every chance I could. Right. Uh, I, I cut that out. I quit. It was tough. Um, went through withdrawals. But I, yeah, I basically lived under a humidifier. I remember sending you videos of about getting ready to, to record the podcast. And I have the humidifier directly beside me with a waterfall 
of of droplets on my face. Yeah, and we didn't know each other that well at that time, so that was weird. You were sending me all those humidifier <laughs> videos. I was like, oh my God, who? what is this girl about? Like, who is this? So, yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm going to, so I'm going to try to not scream Mortal Kombat, but what should I... I still need a catchphrase, a video game catchphrase. That's my brand. Aww, what right. what video game catchphrase should I replace it with that might be a little more gentle on the throat? Well, you know, you don't need to stray too far from what you know. You can take the Mortal Kombat theme. We just need to make it a little bit more gentle. Okay. You know, maybe okay. like Mortal Kombat ASMR. Can you oh, maybe okay. try yeah. like a little Mortal Kombat? I got like a really weird chill. Well, you know, look, we don't have any time to waste today because we have one of my favorite people in the world, one of my favorite comedians on the show today. Absolutely. Besides you, second only to you. Wow. Thanks. You're number one, and then it's this person, and then you're also number three. And then it's this person. This person again. It's kind uh, of just it goes back and forth. It just alternates yeah, between. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's yeah. It's kind of, I'm not good at making lists. It's I, a I don't know. Strange hierarchy, but I'm gonna roll with it. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's not waste it. Let's not waste our time. Uh, we have an incredible guest today. He is a fantastic comedian, a content creator, YouTuber, Twitch streamer, and we pretty much just laughed the entire interview. <laughs> he has his own podcast, the Gus and Eddie podcast, and it has new episodes every Monday. We had an absolute blast talking to him today. Uh, enjoy your interview with Gus Johnson. Gus, I am so happy that you could join us today. You are absolutely hilarious. And I love your Twitch streams. I love your videos. And one thing I really wanted to mention is how you're so adaptable and that you can kind of just play anything on Twitch. So what have you actually been enjoying the most lately? I appreciate that. First of all, thank you again, Sonia. Uh, no, I, I've been playing the shit out of Skyrim right now. I'm stuck in the past. This That that beautiful game turns 10 this year, November wow. 11th. 11, 11, 11. I remember sitting at the old Deer Shack watching ads for that on the CRT TV, sipping Ham's Light. Actually, not Ham's Light. I was a young child sipping uh, Pabst. Uh, oh, that's oh, no, another <laughs> that's beer <it>. one. <laughs> anyway, I was sipping something. I was saw it on TV. It's 10 years ago. But God damn, I've gotten so much. I probably put 3,000 hours into that game oh my like God. in my whole life. Yeah. Pretty degenerate, I understand. Uh, but I, I disagree. I think that that's, <laughs> that's impressive. Candy Crush would be degenerate. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 triple digits on on Candy Crush yet, so I'm still in the clear. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I might have spent a hundred bucks on Candy Crush before. Hey, listen, all right. We all go through these spurts, and and we hope that we have friends around us to pull them out. I made it out. All right. Good. This is a safe place. You you're a yeah, Candy Crush survivor, safe. is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I've been having so much goddamn fun just going back and playing Skyrim again. What I've been doing, like, is is I've been going, I've been hitting it hard on these Twitch streams and doing like a really conversational approach to the. Uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a lover. Bethesda does it, it works miracles, you know. Yes, of course, agreed. a lot of the final products are broken to shit sometimes. Yes. What yes. are you gonna do? You put it. You, what are you? Todd's making a mountain that you can climb. You can pick up the spoon and a potato. Okay, what more do you want? What do you want, people? There's going to be fucking bugs and shit. What do you expect here? Leave Todd alone. Leave Todd Leave. alone. The man is putting his life on the line. You know how many CEOs and stuff can just hide behind a computer screen and just send some poor schmuck out to do all the press conferences? Todd is on the front lines, okay? He's taking the flack and he's throwing it back, okay? It's not that hard. Anyway. He deserves better. 
I'm a complete defender of, of Skyrim and stuff. I love it. it. It's one of, I mean, you know, hot take. Skyrim's one of the best games of all time. Bet you never heard that one before, right? <laughs> but uh, I've just been, I, I'm, I'm always in the mood for Skyrim. It's one of those things like like Lord of the Rings or Minecraft or, or, or like uh, Lego Star Wars every once in a while <laughs> where I have to just come back to it. Yeah. It, it. You know, it was there. It was one of the first games that I played ever didn't have console stuff growing up, and and I I won a PS3 in in high school out of one of those stacker arcade machines. So, boom! I you went actually from having, won from one of those. I did win one of those. I've actually won the grand prize on like three or four of those stacker machines. What? Jesus! What's the secret? They don't tell you this. The stacker machines are the blackjack tables of the arcade world, in the sense love- that <laughs> they are the machines that you will have the most percentage control over your actual win rates. So, you know, you don't fuck it out. And Sorry, you don't go in there and you fuck around with the slots, all right? Yeah. You don't do that. <laughs> right, right. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Those are the big flashy ones. Those are the ones where you get the, you know, the, the 50-year-old guy with a cigarette that's burning the, the goddamn filter at this point, and he's sipping Diet Coke, just throwing five cents down the drain of time. You don't make money there. No. You go to the tables. You have an average of like a 40% uh, house on, uh, advantage on the house at all times. Anyway... The stacker machine. <laughs> Spoken like a child who drank paps. Yeah, I, I, it, yeah, I know. I sound like a, some cracked out uncle right now, I realize. I'm sitting in my closet. My hair's all greasy. Here's what you got to do. All okay, right. So you got the beds odds in the house. It's yeah, a- go get my debit card. I'll show get- you how to make a quick buck. <laughs> uh, anyway, you go into there. The stacker machines, um, they can be set by arcade owners. And they can you can go into the guts of it and you can dictate the amount of money in there relative to the top prize. Uh, So what this means is you walk up to any given stacker, and unless you're a complete moron of an arcade owner, you're going in there and you're saying, all right, I'm putting a PS4 in there or whatever. It retails at like 200 bucks right now. So the machines are not programmed to pay out even like they will fuck you over i can't i'm sure you've gotten to the top of one of those stacker machines and you're like i was one square i totally hit the thing if i had a nickel guess Exactly, and you're not going to have any nickels if you keep playing the stacker. No, they're all gone they're now. Screw you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you walk up there every time I see one. You you go like, you know what? I'll put in a couple bucks. I'll make the investment. I'll see if there's enough cash in there to cover the cost of the top prize. You know, and if not, you maybe put in a tight five or a tight tenner. You walk away. You know, that's fair. It'll it'll even out over time. Sure. But you you walk up there, and and honestly, with a little bit of practice, you can get really good at it, and to the point where you know, like now, I'll walk up to a stacker machine. And 95% of the time, I'm getting to the, the top one or two, like, slots or so. And it just really is a matter of, like, is there enough money in the machine to cover it? Uh, and once there is, then the game allows you to hit that top stack. So gotcha. I would especially go in. There was a bar in my college town that was, like, way out of town for, like, the parents coming in on home, you know, home t- coming weekend that just wanted some chicken tenders and kids weren't throwing hams, special light around and shit, you know? Uh <laughs> They go, you go over there and they had $50 gift cards in there as their top prizes. So you figure, oh my God, the threshold's so much lower. I'm just going to dump quarters in this. Easy. Boom, I probably pulled four of those things out of there. (laughs) Easy money, you know? (laughs) Oh man. That's insane. So your total spoils, you have a, you got a PS3. I got a PS3. Got, I got Quick Trip gift cards, Best Buy oh. gift cards, oh. Gander Mountain gift cards. <laughs> Didn't know what to spend at Gander Mountain, but I got it. I think I got some nice socks, perhaps. <laughs> but I will take to, to, to your point about Skyrim. I Skyrim is again for me. I never played a game like Skyrim before. I played Skyrim, mm-hmm. and I remember right after I moved to Los Angeles, I put so many hours into Skyrim as we all have. Mm-hmm. 
and my apartment got burgled. Oh, oh, no. And they took my Xbox. And I remember thinking, like, out of all the stuff that got stolen, I was like, the hard drive with my oh, Skyrim game. Dude. Right? Because it was oh. before, it's before cloud saving. Yeah. You, it wasn't saved in the cloud. And I was like. How many hours? Oh, it was easy. Uh, maybe like 150, 200. I mean, so oh, many hours. No. And just. Because I would just come home and just wander. I would yeah. wander. What's that hole in a mountain? Ooh, it's a qu- crazy dwarven, you know, whatever. Exactly. And I just, it that's what broke me. That's dude, what broke that me. would just, talk about just getting set back, dude. Yeah. I remember we had a fire drill in college. Well, I didn't know it was a drill. It was the first time that some dope had just went in and like pulled the damn fire alarm. I didn't realize it happens every time. And Skyrim and my PS4 were the only things that I grabbed uh, when I took. I literally, I was sitting. I have a photo of myself out on the curb with Skyrim and PS4s under my arm. And you have three children. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, guys, figure it out. You know, each of you grab one. Grab Morrowind, Daggerfall, and and Oblivion. Meet me outside. But seriously, dividing it up between the kids. Morrowind. What are your kids' names? Morrowind, Oblivion, Morrowind, Daggerfall, and Oblivion. Yeah. Fourth one's going to be named Todd. I figured I'd cap it off nice and clean, but uh, it can only go on so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I appreciate your priorities, though. That's right. Yeah, I'll figure something out. I think I had a girlfriend at the time, but she clearly made it out. So <laughs> she's doing fine. Yeah, she's doing fine. Yeah, it's okay. We never saw each other again. <laughs> that, was that was it. it. Deciding fate. When you play, like, what are you? What is your thing now? Like, what is the kind of who are you as a person in Skyrim? Ooh. Like, oh yeah, you know, well, like how do you play? Yeah, well, first of all, I didn't know. I every time I would join join the Stormcloaks because I was like, "Wow, look at that badass bear armor!" And then I was on stream. I was like, "Hey guys, look, I'm gonna join the Stork Stormcloaks!" And everyone's like, "You got, you know that they're like racist as hell, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "Dude, I did it. I just wanted a little curious, okay? I wanted a nice bear hat. That's all I'm about, okay? I didn't know about the the bigotry here." Okay, I'm not about bigotry. I'm about speech trees. All right, that's all I'm about here. I'm, I love my fellow man. Yeah. Anyway, but speech so trees and bear hats. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, w- with this playthrough, I am such a w- with a game like this. I'm a complete monogamous gamer. I can't just be replaying it over and over again. I can't do new save files. So when I start a game like Breath of the Wild or Skyrim or Fallout or something, I'm gonna be in that save file for three goddamn years minimum. <laughs> you know, like a, to a fault where it'll be like I want to. I almost don't even want to play around with mod stuff, which is beautiful in its own right. Like, I want to go through there and be like, the developers worked hard to make this world. I want to have the most full experience that the developers intended. You know what? I want to get every unique item in the game. I don't care if I can't use it. You tell me that there's 10,000 forks in the game, but there's one rusted fork? I'm going to get that thing. What am I going to use it for? Nothing, but it's going on my shelf in Breeze Home, goddammit. I'm going to be doing that. So I have literally, of the over 3,000 hours that I put into Skyrim, that's been two save files. And the only reason it's been two and not one is because you can't transfer your shit to the PS4 because it's such a weird-ass, like, <sighs> structure in there. So I had to start over. I had a PS3 save file. Somebody made a little widget that could convert it to PC. I did that for a while. I got a PS4, and I didn't have a gaming PC, so I was like, God damn it. I had to start over. And, and as a result of that, you know, I haven't played the majority of the game, especially the really handcrafted stuff, like the Thieves Guild missions, the Bard's College stuff, yeah. all that stuff. I haven't played it for like five years. So now I feel like I'm reconnecting with the world again. I'm trying to make this playthrough as 
kind of improv and RPG heavy as possible. I'm taking the little voice prompt lines that my character would say, and I, I'll kind of just in the moment, you know, just just expand upon it. You know, like if it says I'm looking for work, I'll be like, Hey, Kirava, what's going on, girl? Love the uh, love the outfit, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for some jobs and shit here. You got something? And then I'll do the voice prompts. You That's know, great. to just and and because it's so fun and funny too on those off chances where you'll maybe make a quick like kind of, you know, like kind of the anachronism of just saying, hey, what the fuck's going on, dude? How you doing, man? You know, where it sounds like today's like speech. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you just do it against like some other person, like sometimes it'll line up and make it sound like, oh, they actually responded to you. You know, like <laughs> a dude's passing by. Yo, what's going on? How are you? Good, man. Catch you later. <laughs> like, like sometimes that'll happen. It's really Seamless. fun. So. Exactly. So yeah. I've been doing a lot of that this playthrough as well as trying to not be too collectathony, too stealth archery. Yeah. So. No rest of spoons. No rusted spoons yet. Not this but time. But I'm I'm eyeing that notch pickaxe on the top of the mountain. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I wanted to ask you, I, I loved what you said about how, um, you know, it, there's moments in Skyrim where it does feel like the game is for you. Like everything, mm. everything has just like culminated in this moment for you. And it's so grand. And I loved, uh, I always play like ranged shit. I love like archer. I'm going to, I'm staying uh, back. I'm Canadian. Mm-hmm. I'm on the sidelines. But I, I found... <laughs> There was one named weapon. It was like a double, uh, like a two-handed axe. I think it was called Wuthrad or something Wuthrad. like that. Uh, that sounds really familiar. It's not oh. Volendrung, the uh, orcish warhammer, correct? N- yeah, no, not the hammer. It was uh, okay. like a two-handed axe. But it just finding that, and it felt so damn powerful. <laughs> and I completely just like recrafted my character around this single axe that I found because it felt like so grand and it just... I love Maybe that. So much power, Sonia, are you but... usually a two-hander person like for, for games like that? Do you fuck with the two-handed weapons or what? Not at all. Really? Because <laughs> I don't all. touch them either. I wouldn't have grabbed that thing. Me I'd say, either. You're going to go and breeze home, not touching it. You know what I'm saying? But... No, but it just, I don't know. It awakened something in me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I discovered something new. So yeah, I had to completely like recraft my character. But did you like take a different approach with your character this playthrough? Or are you just same... I mean, situation I do what or? everybody does. I said, I'm, I, Gus Johnson, promised to be a mage this time or <laughs> yeah. some dumb shit. Yeah, exactly. And then so the first hour in, I was like, ah, I could kill that Falmer right now with this bow. I don't even have to go mess around with it. I'm sorry, chat. I'm sorry. So yeah. I'm doing that. I, the, I found a, I'm not a two-hander either. I'm a sniper. I'm a coward. I, you know, yeah. I, I, but I found the Mace of Molog Ball, which is yeah, this, right? And for anyone who hasn't used, it's this crazy, enchanted, insane, dark, slimy looking mace. And it takes up half your view when you're whole, just when it's yeah. at rest. You can, you're like, look, you're like peering around yeah. the maze. But I like to your guys point, I was like, this is fucking cool, man. And I was yeah. like, I can't see shit. And I'm like having to turn like constantly left to like fight people. But I was like, this oh, is the greatest it. thing. It's so I can't cool. see oh. shit, but I look cool. <laughs> so cool. And I always do the thing. It's, so my friend Willie, he always plays people who are totally different than him. Like mm-hmm. all, like he he'll do go he'll construct a character looks different. He is a really nice guy, but he's like a f- complete you know evil. I have to play. I always say I'm gonna play someone else. Like you're saying, Gus. You're like I'm gonna be a mage. I'm always like yeah. I'm gonna do something different. But every time I'm like myself because I feel bad. Those games make mm-hmm. me feel bad if I do something bad. I don't know. I'm a rat bastard in the games. Like, I keep saying, like, I'm going to be good. I do the thing where I'm very friendly to people's faces in the RPGs, and then I just rob them blind, you know, which in a way is not as bad as I could be. 
because I'm the given the illusion of being their friend. Right. But, you know, it's like, I'll be like, hey, I found that stupid, dumbass bowl you wanted in a cave. Like, oh, thank you. My family can eat now. And then I'm going to break into their house and steal, like, all the septums and shit from there, too. But... <laughs> It's like, all right, well, they're still going to live there. So I like doing that kind of stuff. I P- Chad always gets mad at me because I'm, like, killing foxes and shit, you know? And oh, like sure. I'm just, I'm about, you know, give me a scrap of XP. I'll kill anything. I'm swinging at whatever if there's a hunter in the wilderness, you know? But I, I wish I could be- get better at those RPG play styles. But, you know, I'll be a rap bastard a few times. Wow. I mean, that's a play. I feel like rap bastard is kind of a play style in and of itself. Yeah. It's its own, yeah. you know. It's pretty fun, yeah. You're doing fine. We'll it's, figure it out. It's its own. It's its own thing for sure. I, yeah. It's interesting. Like, I think so with, with live streaming, how do you when you do these live streams? Like, I think the last one I think I saw you did like four and a half hours or something wild. Like, yeah. You do these huge things. How do you keep up for people who, you know, it's the exact opposite of your YouTube situation which mm-hmm. is very tightly edited and all that stuff what's your approach when you're you're doing your live streaming and you're like okay i'm gonna go into this are you saying i'm gonna go into this for four hours or is it more like i'm gonna do 10 minutes and you're playing four hours oh yeah well i i live in like ordinarily even though i'm not streaming kind of like two hour increments I, I don't really plan stuff out it is a miracle that i was only like three minutes late to this today frankly <laughs> uh so I, I just sort of go in there and dink around. Uh, some like I, I I will just sink into degeneracy sometimes. You know, a couple weeks ago I did 10, 10 days in a row where I was streaming like minimum of like ten hours, which I'm sure Sonia, you probably had stretches where you've gone way more like nutso mode on that too. Like I'm very much new to streaming and uh, still, but uh, you know sometimes I'll sink into that kind of rhythm, and it's not even just me being like, "Hey, I'm I have time to do ten hours of content today." It's you know, it's me just like I just need one more potion of slow. You know, like, <laughs> come on, uh, right. I'll figure it out. So I'll I'll do that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm very much all over the map on on like stream stuff. You know, just kind of figure out. Yeah, what are we gonna do? We've been doing a lot of bet stuff. I like the new uh, channel prediction stuff on uh, on Twitch. is really nice. Uh, we'll do shit like uh, go to the top of the house and take a plate and like barely paper football it over the edge of the table and <laughs> Fusro die into the Horker Valley and see if it heads or tails lands and stuff to to see if people can win pizza parties and stuff. Like that's great. we're definitely trying to bring as much real world gambling degeneracy into the game to really just introduce it into people's lives and say, hey. You know, this is a this is a fun gateway into a world of throwing my money down the drain with various gambling schemes. So I'm happy to be a part of that. I, I will say when I think it was Fallout Four, when Fallout Four came out, that was an 18 hour stream, uh, and oh I wow. straight Jesus up Christ, straight up fell asleep on stream. So uh, <laughs> I don't I don't recommend that. But I definitely I definitely feel the grind and, and everything. I remember uh-huh. playing. Um, wait 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 wait. You can't just gloss over. I fell asleep <laughs> on stream. What do you mean? You fell well, asleep. So I hit like the 18 hour mark and I'm like, all right, guys. Uh, I'm like, I just want to, I just wanted to stretch. I'm like, I'm just going to lay on the bed. I'm going to do a little supine twist. I don't know. Stretch my spine. It probably needs it. Um, And I think I I did a supine twist one way and then I went to roll the other way and just straight up fell asleep. Oh, no. And I woke up maybe like 20 minutes later and I just in a fog and I'm like, wait. I was streaming. <laughs> and, then, and then I 
read, I ran over and everyone is still there and like making fun of me. But, oh my goodness. Um, oh, so that's, that's intense. I feel the grind. I feel the long streams when you're just, so, you're just so in it and you're so wrapped up in it. But I really love how, you know, similar, just making like a game within a game. Absolutely. I mean, I love, I love those games within games things. The prediction uh, format thing on Twitch is a perfect example now. Like, you know, I can't be playing at casinos and stuff this year. I can play around with Twitch points, no problem, though. Yeah. There you go. I like doing that. <laughs> you, know, you guys, uh, I don't know how much you want to promote gambling on your uh, podcast here. We're, but We're all guys, in. We're all in. Do you in. guys dick around? No... Do you ever play cards or whatever? Like, go to a casino or something? I'll mess around. Best odds in the house. I'm a blackjack lady. I'll say it. Fantastic. You are? I got you. Fantastic. Go. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, wh- yeah. Is it only blackjack? Is it cards, Sonia, or is there anything else? Are you, any, are you like, into... The no slots or anything. It's only you're just. Uh, you know, I think I am taking the uh, like the the stacker machine arcade situation where I'm going for the best <laughs> odds. I'm they, not. Sonya's playing it smart. There we go. I'm not messing around. It's it's all flashy and uh, you know everything. I'm not I'm not falling for the slots. Uh-uh. Uh, what do you think is like? So if card games and blackjack are kind of like the the stacker machine equivalent uh, in arcades, what would the slot arcade equivalent uh-huh. be? That's a slot machine stuff. So that's, man, the slot machine arc equivalent is probably like those dumb ones where you have to like drop that little ball down into all those like holes that <laughs> rotate around. Oh, yeah, like pachinko? Is that what it's called? Yeah, no. it's, yeah. Oh, man, I can't remember. Oh, pachinko's the sideways pachinko's one. Pachinko's the ding, sideways ding, 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 ding. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, but the one where it's just like the giant, like, you know, cylindrical clear tube that's kind of redundant, mm-hmm. I realize. But, you know, you drop that giant ball down and it'll be like you can win like five points a pop or something. And then the uh, you can see the jackpot. First of all, it's only 100 tickets. And second of all, it's like <laughs> that is half the circumference of the ball. Like, things right. aren't even it's the fit size in there. of a nickel. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Yeah. So what's your like? Because I am not I will say I play craps. Sure. Um, yeah. But I'm not really. I really play the games at casinos for the free drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more of a drinker than a game than a than a gambler. Uh, but what do you guys think about like loot boxes in games? Because that's been a huge thing, and people are like, that's really these microtransactions and stuff are getting tagged as being gambling. You know, mm-hmm. like with EA and all this other stuff. Like, do you guys or do you even care about loot box? Because I personally don't. But I also don't play a lot of those games, so I mm-hmm. don't know. Do you get a thrill from loot boxes? Well, what's your opinion, Sonia? I, I'm I'm mostly against them, I think, but I, just because I never engage with them. But I right. don't know. What do you think? I would say on the majority, I would probably. I'm not as into them, but I I, I can't say that I didn't go way too hard in CS:GO skins. CS:GO skins. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't say, but you know, again, I think it was more. Partially because maybe I have a gambling addiction, but also maybe because uh, it, it, there is that, I don't know, excitement and there's some kind of like comedic value in I would just open loot boxes on stream and it was just like the like the reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And then the times that I actually did get something, it's just insane. It's oh, absolutely God. insane. I made some like dumb joke that it was <laughs> my most viewed video on YouTube. Um, I <laughs> I made some comment that like, it was the first case that I was opening on stream. I hadn't opened anything in a while. It was the first one. And I'm like, I mean, honestly, I don't even care. Like, what? I'll get naked if I open it, if I actually get a knife or something, whatever. Oh, like, it's not going to. Famous last words. Very famous last words. <laughs> Did Very... you get like a nutso mode knife or something or what? Instantly. Oh, it's... my God. <laughs> and like the, the odds of that happening, like 0.00. So I don't know. 
but <laughs> that's nuts. That whole like the CS:GO stuff with all those skins—that's insane. Like it's crazy. that is a world in and of itself. Like people mm-hmm. make so much goddamn money on that, uh, just like flipping them. That yeah. the whole CS:GO world is something that I had no like. I have no nostalgic ties to ever playing it like from before. It is something that's like, I don't want to go in there. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm afraid of that shit. Everything I see is like, everyone's screaming at you unless you're like an S tier player. Yeah. People are like fighting over like skins and shit. Like, it just seems so nutso that I don't even want to like touch that kind of world. But <laughs> it is a lot. Very scary. I know. Yeah. The, this whole skins thing, I just, I, maybe I'm just missing that part of my brain, but I don't care about that at all like i don't the skins and the special guns and the stuff i'm always i think it's because i'm like if the gun works the same way then i don't Mm -hmm. care like you know like that's the thing but it looks cool but it it does look cool you know what i i'm such a sucker for though like uh i wish that i cared about the skin stuff i guess like maybe sometimes a vehicle skin will be okay but when it comes to like a game like that like if it's a shooter uh, I, I'm not super into like big futury kind of goofy shooters as much. Mm. Like I'm very much, you know, you know, bread and butter, meat and potatoes kind of guy. Like I don't, I'm not really a Halo person. Of course I didn't grow up with it though. So that's my bias is I just didn't play it when I was a kid at all, you know? So, sure. but, but like sort of futury shooter stuff, it's just the aesthetic, you know, like regardless mm. of the objectively fantastic core gameplay of like halo three and like some of these classic shooters and stuff yes like fantastic it just like thematically it does you know it doesn't really do it for me i'm not a big like aliens shooter kind of guy like i love shooting a weapon that i've seen in in how many cheesy 70s movies like i love going to black ops one and being like i know what that is that's an ak-47 i've seen it in a thousand movies you know oh look at that it's a 1911 everyone shoots that like that's fun to me is to be able to shoot the real world stuff. Like yes. there's so much cool stuff out there in the real world. I don't need, you know, I don't need like, oh, I got the blaze orange eh, fucking <laughs> skin for this thing. Eh, you know, like I don't need that. That's, that's not as exciting. I like how we say that as I'm, I'm like, I'm running around with Wooth Rad and I have my <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, just the standard, the very professional. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone knows. What Wolf about Rad. like Red Dead? What about like Cowboy Times? I love cowboy aesthetic stuff. I got the PS4 Pro with the bundle of Red Dead and I played five hours of it and I didn't get tired of it, but I was just like, I don't want to play this right now. And then I never went back. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I just, I I have such gaping holes of cultural experience though, like in video games and movies and stuff. Like I have an exhaustive knowledge of just dumb shit that nobody's watched (laughs) or played. And then it's just like, I, you know. Like what's an example? Like what? Of like, well, I love, especially with old game stuff, you know, like I probably could tell you the intricacies of every single part of Jurassic Park Trespasser, uh, <laughs> of the failed DreamWorks game. It was beautiful. I would, one of my favorite hobbies when I was younger was was bouncing around to the family pathways, thrift store chains up in the Midwest and stuff, trying to get my hands on even one CD copy of Trespasser, dude. Because I didn't have, I didn't have uh, console stuff growing up, but my grandpa ran a computer supply business. Ironically, my grandpa is the most tech savvy person in our town right now come from a a town of like a thousand people up in wisconsin uh but i'd have so i'd have access to like you know like a pc sometimes to play some stuff on in grandpa's basement and i was like i i saw like youtube videos for jurassic park trespasser i'm like god damn i need to have that thing that looks so cool (laughs) and i went out and i and i managed to find two cd copies of this old thing that was discontinued it was just a terrible failed launch have either of you played that one are you familiar with that i haven't but what was it was it just on like old like oh it's insane 
You should, yeah, it is on PC. You should absolutely check it out. Oh, it yes. came yes. out in conjunction with the release of The Lost World, and it was when DreamWorks was trying, like, they, they had their hand in trying oh. to do more game production. I don't remember what the exact studio was. It could have been, like, DreamWorks Game Studio. It, it, it's, anyway, it was this shitty, shitty game that was so goddamn ambitious. Like, there were so many little, uh, systems and, and and little gameplay things that were completely revolutionary for the time because it was like 97 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was a first person like 3D game that did not, it was not like Doom with just like sprites and shit on there, you know, like it was yeah. like full, full textures, like Jeez. multiple dinosaurs. Um, you played as this, uh, a woman whose plane crashes on the Site B InGen Island and uh, she just has to survive. Like, there's no ties to the story. And Whoa. she goes through and and just hears excerpts of, like, John Parker Hammond's voice over about, like, his plans for the island. Whoa. And uh, the crazy thing, there's no UI. The only indication that you have of health stuff is, and this is a little chauvinistic, but you have to look straight down at, you know, at your rack. And there's a tiny little uh, heart tattoo on one of your breasts. <laughs> And it fills up. If you're if you're incurring enough damage, it will fill up with like red. So every time you're in a fight, you have to literally look at <laughs> your, your boobs and look at straight down. Innovation. And exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I wonder what guy designed that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they were. It, you check your ammo so, by checking out your ass. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's my ammo? I don't oh, know. reload. Oh, juicy. Shots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but, but then, like, there was so much, like, hearing the backstory for it, it's so nuts. They tried to incorporate so that you could f have full range of both of your arms, but at the last second, uh, they were just like, we can't fucking do that. So they put in the beginning, <laughs> she broke her left arm in the plane crash, she can only use one arm. So, so you can control one arm, and it's like the most, like, janky series of buttons and mouses that you have to do, and it, like, barely, like, you're just whacking shit. <laughs> And and like the, it's it feels like a hand simulator video game, you know, <laughs> like where it's surgeon like, simulator, but just it's yeah, like it feels intentionally insulting of just like fuck you, good luck playing this <laughs> shit. You want to shoot a bullet? Try not to die, dude. I also love that cop out of like, ah, oh, well, oh gosh, she broke her arm, I guess. <laughs> yeah, ooh, crazy, right? Uh, you're lucky there's dinos in this thing. Shut up. Oh my you know? god. Uh, but oh you, you go and you do that and it's just like th there's cool stuff like you go and you pick up a weapon and there's the only indication is your your character you know they like they hold it and she says about how many bullets she thinks they are like there are in there and stuff you know so like you'll pick up like a Mac 10 you know and she'll be like feels about half full you know or she'll say it to you and they're like Whoa. oh it's full clip or like I think maybe two or three you know like she'll pick up huh. stuff like that so that's fucking cool like that's you'll cool. go through there and there's some like uh, there's some platforming dynamics and stuff and there's really interesting and ahead of its time physics system like for the objects in there but it the whole thing is just so strange and and I was so bummed because I was I was seeing in like 2013 2014 or so some people were were doing a full graphic overhaul, like putting it into like the Unreal Engine, you know, and like awesome. just kind of building it up from the ground up. I mean, at that point, but I don't know what the status of that project is. I would just I would give anything to be able to play that again. I I wish that they'd revisit it. I mean, how many how this is what I'm so pissed about. How many goddamn Jurassic Park video games are gonna come out? Where you're not just playing as a person just in the fucking park. Right. I, I'm sorry. Thanks for the, the park builder. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. When I want to go shoot dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> I want <laughs> one arm want? and I want to look at my boob. That's it. Exactly. One arm, one boob. That's the kind of guy I am.
Probably need both of the boobs though, but uh, <laughs> maybe I will. Yeah, probably. At least one is utility. One the other survived in the broken. The other one's crash. cosmetic. It's yeah. okay. Exactly. Yeah. My work boob and my play boob. No, I just I just don't understand like why they keep throwing these games at us. Like here's some shitty 2009 quick time event game. Ooh, mash the buttons. Don't get trampled by the spinosaurus. Right. What the? F- just give me a shitty arc knockoff. At this point, it can have a fraction of the creatures in it, dude. I just want Jungle Island Survive Gun dumb stuff you know it is not hard i agree Same like with the movies riddled it, with complaints it's like the they one game i think that did i don't know if you played the enter the matrix game but i think that that mm-hmm. i've talked about this before but that i think is a like one of the best games that has been part of a movie franchise because interesting they t- it's they use the world so you play basically you switch between jada pinkett smith's character mm-hmm. and this guy called ghost who is uh, just one of kind of the other people in the kind of crew, but it takes place. It took, it came out after two matrix two and before three, but there were cutscenes that bridged the two movies together in the game that you only oh. saw in the game. And so they had Hugo weaving, like people in the movie film these cutscenes that are really cool. Like there's a really cool part where you, I don't know if you remember the matrix, but there's a part where Neo goes through this hallway. It's all white. There's all these doors and Agent Smith pops out. They have this fight and all these Agent Smiths come out. Mm -hmm. You show up before Neo. And so you come in and and Agent Smith comes out and he's like, oh, you're not who I was expecting. And there's this whole back and forth. And you're like, whoa, weird. And then when you watch the the third movie, you're like, oh, my God, I was there before. And so it's really cool. And there's another part where, remember, there's that whole car chase on the highway and they're fighting on the... Morpheus and the guy are fighting on the truck yeah. and then Morpheus gets knocked off and Jada Pinkett Smith, he falls on the car and she's like, I gotcha. You know, it's like yeah. cheesy. You play Jada Pinkett Smith in a level where you have to get the car at the right time to that point. Oh. And then that oh, scene is in the game and it's like, and she's like, I got you. And you're like, I got, I, I was got there. there. Right. That like, is, yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that in the Jurassic Park world. Like that's such, cause it's such a, a rich, to your point, Gus, a rich world. And they've done such a good job building out all these great things. Sh- you know, have like, let us do that. Let us play a little, you know. Yeah. I mean, back to the future part two, it a little bit. I want to peek yeah, behind the scenes. I want right. to say like, that's the thing over exactly. there. I'm doing my part. You exactly. Know? Like, I want to see all that shit. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. We love to end every podcast episode with a best and worst. So we like to ask our guests, 
what their favorite game of all time is and their least favorite game. Gus, what do you feel? Do you want to end on a good note or do you want to end hating something? Or <laughs> Much like most of the relationships in my life with friends, family, and others, uh, I want to start really nicely and then just have it shit out in flames at the end. So Perfect. let's start high. Perf. That works. What comes to mind? Besides Jurassic Park Trespasser. Exactly. Besides Trespasser. Uh, so non-GOAT edition, I'd say my favorite... I mean, it's no real surprise here. It's got to be Skyrim in terms of just like overall, overall. Yeah. If yeah. we're going more linear story game, I got to throw an honorable mention, The Last of Us Part 1. I love it. One of my favorite games of all time. Gus, have you played the second one yet? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I've been dodging spoilers left and right. How the fuck have I made it this far? I don't want to play the sad game during the sad time in real life. Me okay, too. I want to play the happy game. I'll Me get I'm around in the to same it. boat. It's okay. Okay, thank God. I got you. Uh, boom. So that's my answer. Love it. Skyrim. Love that's good. It. Those are good picks. All right. Worst game, man. Bring Let's it go. down. Bring it down. Oh, man. Way down. Worst game. Well, that's that's trickier because I, I'm a bit of an elitist when it comes to movies and video games to the point where I I am a I'm a I hate myself for this, you know, but I'm the guy who's gonna look up a film and be like yeah, if it's under 75% aggregate score, I probably won't fuck with it unless I have some deep roots to it. Like, I'll see every part of the Caribbean movie if it's a 2%. You know, I just got to do it. Got to put in the time. You Got know. your loyalty. Got to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing translates to games largely is I usually don't play something that I think is going to be terrible. Uh, but I do remember when I was a kid, uh, I had this game called, uh, like, Wheaties All-Star Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> on the PC, and I would, and it was one of the first things I found it at a garage sale, and I was just like, I will take anything, dude. Like, I just wanted any video game, dude. And I would just get old computer software, like, oh, here, thank God, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Okay, great. Yes. I wanted video games so bad when I was a kid that I'd take a Sharpie, and, and for those discs that were just the shitty classroom games, I would go in and I would write an ESRB rating on them, because I thought it would make it look that much more official in my shitty little new egg <gasps> disc sleeve that I had. What did you rate uh, Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> I rated that one uh, E for everyone. I was being yeah. fair. Probably could have gone T for teen. She's a little Maybe, risque sometimes, but... but I figured, you know, hey, we'll, we'll round it down. <laughs> we'll open it here. up for everyone. <laughs> E10 plus, maybe, you know, if, if we may meet in the middle. But uh, Wheaties All-Star Baseball was just like, it was one of the first ones where I just was like, I just... Come on, man. It's a game. You know, it's nothing. I have dial-up internet here. I can't even load the Minecraft beta launcher preview thing that was there in, like, 2012. Like, just give me anything. And it was just so, like, I would play this thing. And it was so unfun. And I remember every time I played it, I was like, this isn't fun. But I feel like I'm just marking time. You know? I just, this is what I can get. This is my gruel. All right? This is my mm -hmm. scraps. What made it like? Why was it like there was no joy in it? Was it just bet? Was it slow? Was it obnoxiously only one arm and the other one's broken? What was the <laughs> I deal? wish it was the one arm. Yeah, you're pitching. Yeah. You're Mark McGuire, and you have to look down at your boobs to see your health here. Go <laughs> yeah. oh, oh and four. All right, I'm take your base. Yeah, just checking here, but uh, I don't know. It just was. It just was boring. It was like a game from like '97 yeah. where it was very like very sprite based baseball shit. It was terrible. Yeah. And I was just like, it's 3D. And, and just even being in there and seeing the 3D environments, I'm like, all right, this is, this is a game right here. You know, <laughs> I made it. ESRB me. Yes. So what, what saved you from that? Like, how long were you kind of like in that groove? And what was the game that was like, 
the savior of actual content to get you out oh, of man. <laughs> this game. The, the nice thing is I, I'd soon discovered at a friend's birthday party, I'd go to my buddy Jacob's house and we'd jump around on hay bales for his birthday party every year. And his dad had an industrial CD burner. And every time he'd say, as your goodie bag, you can go take one of my uh, completely stolen CDs or movies and I will burn it for you and send it home with you. <laughs> and I went there one, one year and, and I was like, oh, give me Age of Empires. Please give me Age of Empires yeah. too. Took Age of Empires 2, took it back home to the old shitty PCs. Oh my god, my life has changed. I still play I played it last night, played a few rounds in the Amazon tunnel. I love Masterpiece. that. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. That's great. Dude, what a good goodie bag, too. Yeah, that's yes, incredible. that's a fun one. Kids don't want candy. We want uh <laughs> we stolen want- CD content. So that's that's the real Willy Wonka. It's the stolen CD content. Yeah, that's- you wouldn't Come give on, your kid, kid a CD. <laughs> Well, Gus, this has been an absolute thrill. Thank you so much. Hey, both you guys, I've been seeing your content for a number of years. I really admire both of you and the work that you do. This was really flattering to get the invite to this in my inbox. Thank you so much for having me legitimately, though. You know what? I think I think Gus has inspired me to try my hand at Stacker Machines once again. Oh. I think I'm going back in. I'm going back in. Uh, be sure to follow Gus on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Gus Johnson. And of course, please watch his fantastic and genius videos on YouTube. He's one of my favorite YouTubers of all time. It's so good. The first thing I think of is the the cat at 4 a.m. or the cat at 3 Every cat at 3 a.m. Yeah. So your good. Friend, your friend who always has a knife. <laughs> I mean, it, they're just awesome. It's they're so amazing. good. He's, it, he's the best. He's it's the so best. good. Check him out. And make sure, and don't go anywhere because when we come back, we've got the one and only Conan O'Brien here, along with his assistant, Sonam Obsessian, to unbox our very own GGNT land candle. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. All right, we're back. Now, it's the time we've all been waiting for. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We had Conan O'Brien back on this very podcast, along with his better half, Sonam Obsessian, to unbox our land candle, or as we call it, our landle, and get their thoughts. Ready? Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Conan O'Brien here, and I'm joined by Sonia Reed and Aaron Blayett, or as I call him, Blay. This package showed up at my door from these two. They just sent it to me. I don't know what it is. Should I be scared? Is this okay? Is it okay to open? Uh, yeah. So here's here's kind of the the behind. Uh, here's why we sent you this package. We talked to Mr. Thomas Middleditch on Good Game, Nice Try, and we had a great time. And he brought up a thing called a land party. All right, mm-hmm. which is a local area network party where everyone back in the day would bring their computers to, you know, like somebody's basement, and then they'd kind of play games. But you know? wait a minute. If you're, the whole idea of being on a computer is that you don't have to be together. Well, so ha- back before the internet, there were, you couldn't- Oh, that far ago. 
Okay. What did you do instead of land party? You know, you probably did something smart. What did you do instead of having land parties? Did you ever get together with your friends in kind of a land party? Friends? (laughs) That's the first step. Here we go. Tell me more of this friends concept. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He just learned what land was. Yeah. You know, let's take things one step at a time. (laughs) Baby steps. Uh, I grew up, and this will uh, date me, and it's about time someone dated me. He's out of control. Oh, my God. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Exhausting. But I I remember they taught a computer class at my high school, Brookline High, and they gave us— those cards you see in old movies where you had to like punch out your code and then feed it into a giant thing that was like going bleep, blurp, bleep, blurp, bleep, blurp. <laughs> and basically what it would do is uh, four plus four equals eight if you spent like an hour on it. So that's the kind of computer that I was familiar with. I decided this is never going anywhere. Um, <laughs> this will This will not go anywhere. So... I was not doing that. Mm. I was up in my room. I had a shawl pulled up around my neck because it was Boston (laughs) and it was cold. And I was writing poetry and looking out the window occasionally and having a little cough. (coughs) That was my childhood. So I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Sona, did did you ever do, you never went to a land party, did you? I didn't. No, I didn't. Should I have? Is that... Did everybody do it? And I just never knew. No. <laughs> that was no, happening. I, I love that Thomas Middleditch, who I love, by the way, but, you know, he throws out this thing that he did and now it's, we're all supposed to feel ashamed that we don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Thomas Middleditch, man. Of course he went to a land party and he probably had a shirt that had a Pac-Man on it. Conan. <laughs> Wrong reference. Again, I'm too old to even reference things anymore. But no, that was uh, good. To be fair, he probably does have a shirt with a Pac-Man on it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. I'd say that. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Exactly. So Thomas Middleditch says he used to have these land parties. Yes. And so for us, and so, you know, Sonia, we have been to land parties and it's like, it's a very nostalgic, it's a happy memory. Yeah, parties. it's kind of a lost art at this point. Yeah. Everyone's connected. Uh, you know, we we don't do that anymore. We don't lug our computers over to each other's houses, but it is such a, a special moment in time. And I, I really wish that we could go back to it. Yeah. I wish that we could have that experience all over mm. again. Wow. Well, if, if only there was some way we could. If only there was in full olfactory experience. So we, uh, we contacted some what do we call perfume experts or scent fragrance experts? engineers fragrance Fra- engineers yeah oh. that sounds good and i really hope that we did it justice i actually haven't even opened mine yet either we could do this all together i'm gonna open it yeah let's do it let's do an unboxing so we came yeah. up with a oh. a uh, a land party candle to try to you know yeah. recapture the magic of what it was like to be at a land party this is a scent that you guys think is going to recreate the emotions the sensory uh, feelings and inputs of a LAN party. Yeah, so let's just crack crack it open. Just cr- crack it up. And do I smell it? Yeah. Let's just all take a... Oh! Oh, God! <laughs> oh! oh my oh. God! Oh, I'm... I well, that am... is awful! That is... That brings me back. Yeah. Is that it? I think oh. we nailed it. I didn't go to one. I think but we nailed is, it. Yeah. This is... If a... If a if they evacuated a high school oh, and told Jesus. everyone leave right now, 
And all everyone left the gym, including all their gym clothes, <laughs> because there was like a Chernobyl type incident. And they had just played a basketball game and everyone just dropped all their sweaty gym clothes, threw on their regular clothes and ran without showering and left the clothes there. And then people came back in, I'm going to say six years later. <laughs> this is the scent. This it is just, awful. It what just it, lingers I, in the air after you open it. I was going to say, Sona, no. are you okay? No, you know what? I'm I'm way too pregnant for a scent like this. It's like <laughs> I, I survived the first trimester without any nausea. And this is legitimately making me want to vomit into like a trash can. It's and you know what? This so is going to be bad. You're you're. Now this is going to affect your unborn children. When they're born, they're going to come out and they're going to look like, uh, you know, sort of like Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? They're going to look like someone who was working on a computer in 1977. They're going to come out with turtlenecks and glasses. Turtlenecks and glasses. And they're going to be very, ar- they're going to be very argumentative with you right away. Goo, 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 goo. All thanks to this. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like it smells. It does look like it smells. It's got, there's a very strong body odor. Is that right, Sona? There's a very strong body odor. There, well, the the top of the sticker says body odor and a hint of ramen. I'm also getting the strong, strong odor of male virginity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Male, male virgins. Trust me, I know something about this. There's a certain desperation that we have, and it and over time, it it the desperation you can that it shows up in our sweat, in our glands. So do you, do you feel like we we captured it? Oh, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. I have to say, this is body odor, ramen, the sad desperation of a virgin in his <laughs> early twenties. You're just letting that linger, oh right, God. right under the nose. It's you- taking me back. It is take. <laughs> it is taking me back. Last week. Yeah. Okay. That was, see, Sona, in joke structure, that's too soon. I was going to say, I was going to go for like, you know, 2012, but you had to do last week. You got greedy. Okay. Well, you know, I think they honestly did. They nailed the land party. That's what it's like to be in a basement, sweaty with a bunch of other people playing old computers. I think they did it. Um, And if you guys want to buy some for your friends and family out there- you guys could get your own Landle. Why? Yeah, at podswag.com slash team. Hold it. How much, are they, how much are they going for? How much? Are, I believe they're 12 bucks. Uh, wow. I love that at this moment in time when uh, the economy has stalled <laughs> after a year of pandemic, people are worried. They're hotly debating the minimum wage. Will it be $10? Will it be that low? Could it possibly get up to 12 or 15 you guys are saying we created a body odor candle and we want 15 bucks for it. 12. 12. 12 to be fair. And you can't really put a price on on this, you know, nostalgic no, you experience. Did. You, did, you did put a well, price on it. Well, it... You did put a price on it. The emotional value is priceless, really. Would you say you officially endorse the, the land candle, Conan? Uh, let me see. Do I have a soul left? No, I don't. Yes. <laughs> yes, I officially endorse Great. the land candle. That's right. I think... I think uh, the, the human soul weighs seven pounds. It's the easiest way to lose weight. I, I lost it. I will tell you that I don't think there's any better use of your money out there than to get this land candle. Uh, you should get one. You should get two, if at all possible. Yeah. You got to get this candle. You got to yeah. get it. It's pod swag. 
It's uh, podswag.com slash Team Coco. Podswag.com slash Team Coco. Uh, I've never felt more strongly about a product. Somebody, somebody please get the candle away from him as soon as possible. I put it on the floor okay. and, um, oh, look, it's already repelling mice. That's fantastic. <laughs> this is, we may have found another use for this, which is you will have no rodents in your house. Put this thing out and you can actually see the rats and mice packing their little suitcases <laughs> and getting into tiny cars and driving away. They're like, let's get out of here. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that that was a hit. Everyone enjoyed that. Uh, And if you want to grab your own, podswag.com. Pick one up for your lovers, for your enemies, everyone in between. And that's it. That's all we have for this week. So thank you for listening. And if you do have a request, recommendation, comments, complaints, everything else, if you want us to prescribe you a video game, write in on Twitter at our brand new fresh Twitter account at Good Game Nice Try. Break it in a little bit and uh, we'll see you next time. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Salataroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Anya Zizik. Music by John Danik. has been a Team Coco production. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.